So today we're talking to Anatoly. Uh, hi, Anatoly. Hi, Jacek. How you doing? Good yourself. Pretty good. Cool. And uh, Anatoly is a Clojure developer, and he created Mount. Um, so when we talk about Mount, uh, where should we start? Yeah, I mean, we can probably start off, because uh, I know that some people would know what Mount is, some people won't know what Mount is. So just a mm -hmm. high-level uh, overview would be um, managing your uh, um, dependencies. But uh, when you say when you say dependencies, people usually understand them very differently, right? Mm -hmm. So Mount was mostly created to manage dependencies that are stateful and uh, will stay stateful, and you can do nothing about it, right? For example, things like your database, database connection, or things like your thread pool, um, or any I/O related. Uh, like uh, you know, a Kafka consumer or anything that has to do with the maybe persistent file system. If you if you use well, if you use those, mm -hmm. uh, so this is exactly what uh, Mount was created for. Because I was liking at that time when I I started doing Clojure about ten years ago, and uh, back then mm -hmm. it was mostly nothing available. But then you know, component came around, and uh, I used that uh, for a little while. And then uh, that didn't suit my needs. And I also, you know, I definitely misused it at some uh, points of using it. Uh, so I cannot really say that it's completely wrong or anything. It just, uh, it's both of the approach of how it solves things and um, and me misusing it as well. So the, the kind of, uh, the sum of that, you know, the collection of those two um, are kind of gui guided me into you know, thinking of a problem a little bit differently. But again, so this is, uh, Mount is mostly for uh, keeping your application business, uh, you know, with the application and uh, everything else that uh, application connects to or needs to keep states, state off that needs to be shared between other, you know, namespaces if, or functions. Uh, and you cannot simply, you know, just create it uh, in a local scope somewhere and uh, pass it along that would you would create some that would in, in mount i call state so your dev state uh th that state and uh, again the idea is not to is try to avoid it right as much as possible but when you cannot avoid it then you have to keep it somewhere so that's uh, um that's what mount is for mm -hmm. right uh so i went through the readme in your repo and the first thing the first point you have there is like why and there is one important sentence i think uh that uh, that states that uh, if the closure REPL were, would fire up instantly and there will be no uh, like startup time, um, from your perspective, those libraries would not have place. Uh, right. I, I guess it's uh, we can debate about that, right? So I, I so the, the the whole problem, of course, is uh, the the we as developers, right? We as people who create software, we always need to change things uh, depending on what we think right so our mm -hmm. thought process changes we find out something new we want to you know implement it or we want to look at the problem differently so we need that ability to quickly adjust and quickly uh, you know try that this uh, other thing uh, the, the, the new thing that we came up with uh, and the uh, REPL is great for that right so that's uh, closure is by far um, you know the best language that I've used personally and I've used more than 20 languages easily that uh, we, which has REPL uh, kind of very much connected 
to not just your class path, for example, JShell starting from Java 9 is also can, can be connected to your class path, some Maven mockery, but, but it's different. It's connected not only to your code, but it's also connected to your head at the same time. And you mm-hmm. can actually, it's, it becomes a, a bridge between your head and, uh, and, and the code that, that's running. And uh, so, for example, if you have something like a, like a database connection, right? And uh, that they, or you you have a HTTP server that that's bound to a port, right? And let's say that uh, you want to try a function that uh, you know opens a new connection or you know talks to a different HTTP server. So currently, the 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 downside of current REPL, the way it's integrated, is that you have to stop the REPL if you use nothing in terms of uh, if you just you just use closure itself, right? You would have to stop the REPL. Uh, and then start the REPL again. Or you have to figure out how to stop a database connection, how to stop that server, uh, how to stop another thing that depends on that database connection and uh, start them in, in the right order, right? So you have to stop them in the right order and start them in the right order again. So basically restart it. If you were able to just uh, exit out of REPL and uh, enter REPL immediately, right? Uh, and start your application like that, you could, uh, you know, you can write... Uh, uh, a depth even script for it or you can or, or or like a make task for it or anything that that allows you to automate it of course not clicking you know multiple buttons but if you are able to do that uh then uh, the problem of uh you know the stateful components and their order and everything would kind of be diminished a little bit you will still need to uh you know maintain the order right uh, so that's that's why i'm saying it's not it's not exactly black and white but uh, but the, the solution would be slightly different, right? The solution would not be trying to keep up your uh, other components in place, or to you know to make sure that other state is not uh, ruined by you restarting one component, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, there's like there's definitely a philosophy that it's all or nothing, right? So for example, you have you know five different states, and by states again, I mean those uh, your connections, your you know your your HTTP server, your um, you know, maybe some kind of memory map file systems or anything. So if you uh, if you do not need, so you you can either have all of them or have none of them. That's the usual like immutability principle, right? So you have your application, and uh, all your states or all your components are either there or none of them are. So there's no like partial state, so you don't get into uh, situations to where you cannot what what we what we talk in closed circles reason about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so the problem is that right now you cannot do that fastly, uh, quickly, and reliably. Right? You cannot just stop all and start all in the by not using any of the libraries. You have to either create some kind of dependency manager yourself, or you have to you know restart the REPL, which is slow. So, if if you were able to restart the REPL immediately and everything would be restarted. Uh, then you know the, the the need of the library that does it for you would be very much diminished. You would probably end up with libraries that just uh, you know care about the order of starting rather than uh, being able to you know create those systems or subsystems or something else. One thing that uh, Mount is definitely you know the philosophy of Mount is definitely different from. Uh, 
component uh, is that in, in, in that, that, that you can actually use, you have partial systems, right? That kind of, uh, kind of goes back to me saying all or nothing. So mount is not all or nothing. It could be if you wanted to, but it also, you can start one component, you know, start it uh, and restart uh, two components and, uh, you know, run system with three components instead of five components. And so you have a, this partial uh, kind of start and stop while it definitely breaks that whole some immutability principle. I think it's immensely useful in REPL and in in, uh, in development process, right? Mm-hmm. So there's yeah. a little kind of bridge between the the dogma and uh, what's actually useful and practical. Right. Yeah. So um, when I talked to Stuart Sierra about component, um, he mentioned at the very end that he enjoys that there is a mount and that there is different frameworks that sort of take the sort of ideas and improve them. And I think when we compare this to mount, we don't mean to say, you know, anything wrong about this. We just say like, because you created this because the component didn't solve all of your problems, right? Yes, definitely correct. So I don't, uh, I don't mean to say the component does it wrong or anything like that. Component does it in a way that definitely works. And we know, you know, from, at least from a Clodurian Slack, you you see that, uh, you know, people use component. People use Integrant, uh, so and people use Mount, right? So you can see different feedback, and you can definitely see that it works. Uh, so I think where where a component just didn't work for me, and that's probably the you know the the pet peeve here is not exactly that component is uh, incorrect or wrong in any way, but it's not where it's not working for, for me is that uh, you know I, I came from I came to closure a lot a little more traditionally than some other people maybe because I came from Java Spring. You know, heavy, heavily invested in Spring. I, I, I was a Spring contributor. You know, we, we co-authored and created some of the you know, Spring components when Spring was uh, Spring was just starting up. And I, I was really like a big fan of Spring. I, I'm still, I still to this day, I believe that Spring documentation is the best documentation that any technology ever had that I used. So I even though I, you know, I I use uh, Spring Boot today occasionally. So we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, some sometimes we have, we have hybrid projects where some of them in Java, some of them in Clojure. Uh, so it, and usually today, you know, those Java projects they they use Spring Boot. So I do use Spring occasionally. I do not like Spring Boot because it's just lots of magic on top of good ideas. But uh, but Spring itself uh, is a really solid. You know, at, at time, it, especially like it was a very solid breakthrough, and with with exceptionally great documentation, which which I learned a lot from. So, so going back closer to the closure, right? To, 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 to the closure question. So, component uh, in my liking is uh, very much uh, an attempt to repeat that, right? So, if you look at the component, uh, component, uh, for example, has this uh, uh, record that impl- sort of implements like a lifecycle interface. If you look at the, the, the spring lifecycle interface, bean lifecycle interface is exactly the same. Um, and uh, the idea that uh, in Spring application context, you know, it's something that uh, that you define a system in in XML orientation wise, or, or or some or in another way you define a system, you mark everything that you you know that going to be a component, you you make sure that dependencies are well structured and everything, and then you start the system. The the problem where it falls down for me is that. Uh, Closure is not exactly the way I work with Closure is very different from the way I work with Java, right? With Java, you know, the best editor for me is IntelliJ. The reason for that is because with Java, I do need help, 
right? I do mm-hmm. need help too because there's a lot of things that uh, interconnected. There's uh, it's it's verbose, and it's a uh, 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 a lot of uh, um, what's the word? Um, boilerplate. The word, the word well, at boilerplate always kind of. Um, it's a somewhat, somewhat, I'm looking for a different word, one second. Probably not going to find it. But yeah, it's, it's basically a lot of ceremony. That's the word I was looking for. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot, a lot of ceremony, right? So you have to do a lot more things to express a simple idea that you would have to do in other languages, such as Ruby, you know, Python, Clojure, and mm-hmm. uh, other more concise uh, type of type languages. So I do need editor, right? I do need IntelliJ to help me out. Uh, I also uh, do need editor because I do not have a REPL there, right? So, I, I mean, I do in a way that JShell is also a REPL, and I do use it, uh, in fact, occasionally, but it's not as powerful. It doesn't connect me to the code, so I have to be very careful, you know, what I'm doing. It's, the state is uh, not exactly, you know, immutable in many cases. Um, in, in Clojure, the story is very different, right? In, in Clojure, you have REPL, and you have functions, and you have namespaces. So those are the kind of the building building blocks, the platform, like the REPL is my foundation, and the, and the building blocks are functions and namespaces, right? So so I'd like to work with functions separately, right? Uh, with components, it's a little different because you have to uh, make sure that, you know, if, if, if your function takes a, a stateful uh, a stateful component and then passes it along to a different function and then passes it along to a different function you you, you have to chain them but in, in, in the REPL it's very hard to kind of rep, uh, rip the middle function out and start testing it because you have to kind of always have those three functions in your head and, and you chain that state uh, through right so there's a it, it, it's probably harder to express in words it's much easier to express in maybe in REPL or in some sample project but the idea is that you you have to ha- always have e- either has the, have the reference of that system the whole system so you can mm-hmm. destructure it and pass it to different functions or you have to uh, you have to you have to you know keep those chains in your in your brain as you work in REPL so with Mount I just want I wanted to break that I wanted to say you know this is my function and my function needs to be, you know, isolated from anything else. So if it needs anything that my function needs, should be in my required statements, right? And that's kind of the, the the revelation that came to me that I can use Clojure compiler for that, right? Clojure Clojure compiler, in it's a, it's a great dependency injector by itself, right? So why not just rely on that because it's pretty correct most of the time, right? So that's that was the idea. So the idea is if your function needs a database connection. Database connection will be required by that namespace. Now, it doesn't mean that the function should not take database connection as an argument. It definitely should, right? But uh, if anything, you know, if anything, if any other component needs the database connection, then that component is stateful. So the way the components are created, they're not functions; they're states, right? So they create it as as vars or as atoms, mm-hmm. depending on which mode you use in in, in mount. So. Uh, so, so that particular component can re- can can reference another component through the compiler through the required statement, right? So that that was the kind of the idea. I, I hope I didn't, uh, you know, uh, convoluted the answer to the question, but uh, but that's uh, that's where my brain took me. So yeah. So I think um, so. If we if we take a look at, for example, Integrant and how this works in Integrant, uh, in Integrant you would have you would define your uh, your state in let's say Eden file or in your closure. And then you would have this additional sort of tooling, which would be the integrant REPL where you would have the state to the application. 
And from my understanding, what you're saying is um, I have everything with mount in one place. So you would have, you define your state and then you can always require the states in your namespace. And then you can just reference, for example, your DB connection or anything like this. Correct. And, and one thing, important thing to understand, it doesn't mean that you, you have to require, uh, you know, your database connection and then uh, your function should just refer to that. That's not exactly, uh, you know, what I do, and that's not so that I, something that I would recommend. I would still recommend your function to be, to be, you know, you can use all the word, uh, all the words like add important, stateless, stateless, referentially transparent, whatever, whatever, you know, floats your boat. But, uh, but uh, I think the function should be, uh, should have everything that it needs from its arguments, right? So if mm-hmm. a function should not really rely on the component that's required. But what I meant, what I meant by by require and reference is, you have. Uh, other components. For example, uh, one of the components that uh, that uh, initially overlooked when you think about the uh, the application structure is configuration, right? So because everything needs to start from something, right? So it needs some right. some some information in order to be to be able to start it, to be able to be started, uh, unless it's a, you know scientific experiment of some isolation. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, so in order to do this, for example, you, you, you need to start a database connection. That database connection needs some kind of configuration. So if you have an, let's say, ENV namespace, where you start your uh, configuration from a configuration file, from Eden file, right? Mm-hmm. But you also want to, you know, override it with environment variables or properties, and later from etcd uh, or console or zookeeper or whatever right so you just, you just wanted to create that configuration for that 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 tailored for a specific environment right uh, so there's some complexity involved it's not just re- it's not just slurping a file right you, you could do that that as well but it's not just slurping a file especially for a database you know multiple environments will have different connections and all that okay. so you do that right so you created your component uh, and uh, and mark it as a dev state right so you, this is your configuration state so now you need to create a database connection. It, it would be logical that you would create database connection somewhere in the database, you know, namespace or world or whatever, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it needs to it. So, so that database connection will need this configuration component, right? In, 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 in that namespace, in the da- da- database namespace, you, you can require uh, or import uh, uh, the configuration uh, state and then use it directly inside the creation of database connection. So this is how they linked, and this is what I what I mean when I say you know compiler takes care of it. It's not that there is a function that uh, needs configuration and it needs to rely on require statement, or it's not like that there is a function that needs to rely on database connection and shouldn't take it in. It's the interconnectivity between these components is is done by compiler rather than. Uh, you know, somebody fat fingers uh, something in the Eden file or, or uh, you know, in a closure file. This is this is basically if the if the component is not, you know, is misspelled or it's not available or is not started. You know, the compiler will complain or mount will tell you, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the that's the idea. Okay, um, so can we just go about um, how would I use? Component. So, what's your workflow when you? Oh, sorry, mount. Uh, what's your workflow when you start to work with mount? So, you require the dependency for mount, and can you take me through the steps? How do you normally do this? And let's just talk about simple app. You know, you would have your database URL, 
maybe you would have i don't know some kind of other components in your system i don't know any kind of off off service maybe you're using or any kind of I don't know, sending mail transaction email or anything like this how would you go about this yeah so the first uh the way you know like my mindset goes about it and the way it doesn't really matter to be honest whether i work with the closure application or with some other application but the first thing that i uh that that, that i definitely don't want is uh state in my application right so i understand mm-hmm. that it will be there so when i start work with an application i don't start working with mount or anything else i'm just starting you know with uh, just functions right and try to understand you know what i want and then of course it all depends on on what, what it is you're trying to accomplish but uh to be you know closer to the to the question the first and uh, the first thing I, I, will, I will most likely do is, as I mentioned, is configuration. So I will create a file, you know, I will create an Eden file uh, with configuration that uh, that I need. Uh, and usually, configuration is required for most, uh, if not all, um, uh, states, with the exception of maybe you know, if you're okay with the with the default thread pooling configuration, you don't have to. You don't need to have your own custom configuration. But so, so with the exception of these little. Uh, different types of states. So I would start from configuration file, and uh, you know, for the database, I would define you know, a structure that that, that suits me and uh, my data. But the databases are different, right? Sometimes you need connection pooling, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you have mm-hmm. uh, a single URL, a single string. Sometimes you need to provide many different arguments. But so I would start with that, and then um, uh, and then I will create an env. As I mentioned, like I usually create an env. Uh, so my, uh, for example, if there's an application named foo, I will create foo.env, and then that env, I would load this configuration up. Uh, so I use uh, my own cprop library for that because it, uh, it's able to, it understands like system properties, environment variables, you know, console and other external stuff um, to merge the configuration depending on the environment. So now I'm, I'm all, you know, configured and mounted up. So now I'm in REPL uh, and I can do, you know, I can, I, I, I usually also have a dev.closure namespace somewhere in, uh, you know, in dev. Uh, yeah, three, yeah. Yep. Uh, and that would have uh, some kind of restart uh, function that, uh, usually, that usually does just mount stop, mount start. So I, I open up REPL, I do restart and boom, I'm, uh, you know, my configuration is loaded if, it's every, if everything is fine. And now I can experiment. I just do stuff in REPL and... Uh, uh, maybe later I'll create a database, some kind of database namespace where I will I will create a state of, uh, of a database connection, but not immediately. I'll definitely play in REPL to you know to maybe connect to the database to do some queries in and out to see if uh, mm-hmm. if I can connect to it. If uh, you know, and then start because ideas are a little more important to me than the actual implementation. So I'd like to flesh them out uh, first. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of record record them in, in those namespaces. I do I do not use uh, you know a sophisticated editor for for closure. I use VI. Mm-hmm. So VI is my editor of choice, unless I work with uh, Scala or Java, because in those in those languages I do need a lot of help. Uh, but closure, you know, closure will be Python, Rust, anything. That VI is just uh, you know, perfectly fine with me. Um, it's simple. I like I like it. It's very simple. Um, yeah, so and that would be my usual kind of step-by-step uh, flow. And then re- when you're in REPL, you start working with the you know, configuration, then you connect your database. If, it's, if there's database, then you start your HTTP server, you know, if you have one, um, and just go from there. Mm-hmm. 
Cool. And I guess this uh, Eden file that you mentioned, this will be just like a map. Exactly. That's always going to be a map, yes. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so we talk about the differences or why were you pushed towards creating this, what component didn't address for you. Uh, are there any parts that you believe component does better than mount? Yes, uh, definitely. So, so component, since uh, by the nature of the description of uh, of the system, right, you have a very explicit uh, and uh, and uh, visualizable dependency graph, right? Mm -hmm. So, I actually so th th this is something that uh, component uh, definitely that does better if you want to visualize, uh, you know. All your application in terms of states, like how which states connected to which states, uh, and I, I did manage to. Uh, I was at Closure Kanji, I think once. Um, well, I've, I've been many times, but uh, at that time I, I can't remember how many years ago, but it was maybe five years ago or so. And uh, and uh, where I saw uh, you know Proto Apple, uh, the Proto Apple was introduced, and uh, Proto Apple has a, has this nice. Uh, um, Connectivity integration with the with the graphing uh, library. I think I, I, I escaped me. I'm forgetting what what it was, but uh, it was. I was actually able to to do something similar. So with Mount, you, you actually have an API. I think uh, graph something. I forgot what the function is called. But I can uh, I can create a dependency graph as well. But there are some caveats to this, right? Because uh, uh, if uh, you know if, if there is like transitive dependencies. Right, not mm -hmm. uh, it, it. It's harder to kind of hook it, hook into the compiler and figure out uh, what's there. Especially that becomes almost impossible if you you know go to closure script land because everything is erased there, <laughs> right? So, mm -hmm. so you have to be careful with all the vars and uh, and and that was one of the reasons uh, I created a separate mode for mount where I don't use vars uh, as references. I use I use I just use atoms and deref uh, protocol on top of them. Uh, mm -hmm. To kind of uh, uh, to retain the same semantics, but uh, just to support platforms such as uh, you know JavaScript that, or or ClojureScript uh, compiler that kind of erases all the var references. Uh, but going back to what component does better, so that's one thing that component does better. Um, another thing that component does better, I would say, uh, would be if you look at the system, and I think Integrant Integrant is also uh, in. Uh, Kind of in the same in the same boat here, you can actually look at the system mm -hmm. and uh, see everything, all the states in the system and how they're interconnected in a single place, right? So mm -hmm. in mount, you can, as I mentioned, you can uh, you can look at all running states. That'll give you all the states. You you can graph all the states to the certain extent, right? So there's definitely uh, not as, uh, as as clean dependency picture uh, as component as component and integrity give you. As, and it's useful, especially when you you know when you talk to other developers who do not know your system, or or where other developers just looking at your code and try to figure it out. It's good to know you know that certain states uh, are connected in a certain way. In Mount, when you start the system or the application, it shows you all the states that are started, so you know all the states that are started. But it's not you know in this uh, the way I look I look back at uh, for example Spring XML configuration file right. If you keep, uh, if, you, if your application is small enough and the file is not 3,000 lines, which I've seen as well, but uh, you can actually very quickly have an overview of uh, how your states are connected to each other. So that's, uh, 
definitely something that uh, mount uh, doesn't have uh, as in as clean representation as component or integrity. Uh, another another complaint that I always get uh, is that uh, since you do not have since uh, you know mount creates everything on namespace um, uh, level. Uh, you cannot create a system in the same REPL. You cannot create one system that you're going to work with uh, and another system that you're going to run tests with, right? So this is a, a, a common uh, kind of, uh, I don't even know if it's a complaint, but uh, uh, I, I know that, uh, you know, in Clojure community, there's uh, several very, uh, very loud uh, haters of Mount which is totally fine. That means I did something right. But uh, one of the complaints is that, you, you know, you cannot start two systems uh, because it's all global state uh, across everything. And I'll, I'll address that as well in a second, but uh, uh, the global state part. But uh, the complaint is that in the same REPL, you cannot have a system where you can run tests and uh, you know, a system where you can work. To which I say, I don't want to have such a, such a confusion, right? I, I want to have, if you... If I want to run tests, I can, you know, uh, I'm not sure if Debsidon is there yet, but uh, both Linegan and Boot, they have watchers. So you can say you can open on a terminal, do, you know, watch test, and it's going to just run incrementally, rerun all the tests as you make changes without any problems. Right? And I actually prefer to keep it isolated. I don't want to keep, have several systems inside, inside the REPL. That's one thing. And another thing, you still can do that. It's still possible with Mount. And I, for that, I created something called Yurt. Uh, Y-U-R-T. Uh, this was just created specifically for this complaint, but it's, uh, I know that some people use it as well. So basically, it, it creates uh, different systems uh, using mount. It basically detaches everything from VARS after it's created created the system, and you have a complete self-contained isolated system that you can do that. This, again, not something that I do need to do it myself. I actually prefer to keep it separated. Mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, but that was another complaint. So I, I would say that... Uh, uh, for some people, uh, component integrity would be better if they want to do that. Uh, mm. uh, to do that in REPL. As to the global state, right? That's uh, that's another common. I would I would call it it's a dogmatic misconception, and the reason I would say that is because uh, absolutely, you know, it's absolutely right to say that uh, you know global state is bad, uh, but then. Uh, it needs context, right? So you cannot just say global state is bad because your database is not bad and it's you know just global state, right? So and many other, you know, your Kafka broker is not is not bad and it's a global state. So uh, there's a difference between global state and managed state, right? No matter how you know global or local it is. So in Mount, uh, I guess people who work with Mount and I, and what I mean people who work with Mount, I mean not people who tried Mount and understood what it does and then start having uh, you know, opinions about it, which is also legit. They just, uh, I'm not talking about mm -hmm. those people. I'm talking about, about people who actually wrote something with Mount. As, you can take any library and talk about it exactly the same way, right? So there, there are different levels of people's involvement, right? So if, if you actually work with the system using Mount, uh, then uh, you, you kind of intuitively understand that uh, the state that Mount manages, even though, you know, you can require it from any namespace, which makes it global, uh, it's it's managed by mount, so you you yourself as a developer do not manage manage the state. You you only have your gateway to the state is mount, and your guard to the state is mount. And that state is truly global by nature, right? Your database is global is a global state. So instead of 
pretending it's not, just embrace it and work with it in the right way and manage it correctly, right? So this is the difference between, uh, you know, global VAR, for example, that you create and just uh, refer from anywhere and a special type of VAR or, you know, a direct atom, if you're talking about a different mode, uh, that is managed uh, by mount or managed by a library that uh, the gateway into that library are through a well-known and well-documented API. Usually just start and stop. You can do more, of course, uh, but uh, that's the usual, you know, the usual way you talk to it. So yeah, I would say that uh, this is probably where I got uh, kind of criticized the most from all levels of closure community, uh, which I still, I'm still okay with it because, uh, you know, I've, I created myself many systems with Mount. I know many people, as you can imagine, like as a, as a library owner, I hear a lot of, uh, you know, issues, feedback, positive or negative. So I'm convinced that uh, this approach works well, just because, uh, you know, I have uh, for, for, I don't know, I don't know how many years I wrote it back, for five years, maybe, or something like that. So for five years, I've been, uh, I have a lot of uh, success stories and I'm not selling anything, right? So if you, if you don't want to buy it, don't buy it because I'm not selling anything. Right? So not you personally, but uh, if somebody wants to use Mount, you're welcome to use it. If somebody wants to use components and it works better for them, totally cool. I mean, integrant even better. But uh, I do uh, like to point out that, uh, you know, community could be a lot, especially people uh, who are, who, who seem to be, you know, uh, the pillars of the community could be a little more, you know, humans about this. But, uh, you know, as any community, we have, we have good people and, and not so good people. So I, it's fine. It's all good. Yeah, I guess it's with every new idea that comes to your mind. Sometimes you just take it and you like, you know, um, judge it. I think we all, we should all take some time and like give it five minutes before we really judge exactly. it. Exactly. So. And my point is don't give it five minutes. You know, if you want to, if you want to actually criticize something, not ask questions, right? So ask asking questions is totally, totally cool. Like there's a lot of people mm -hmm. who, who just, uh, but what if I need to do this, right? That's, that's totally fine. I mean, we can talk about it. Maybe, you know, it's not a good tool for you, but, but so, so going back, I wouldn't say take five minutes. I would say take, you know, five months and then we can I talk, see. right? So it's it, it's it's the same thing as with closure, right? So you would you would you would bring closure to a project, right? And I've done it several times. It's super hard to bring closure to a project. And uh, the first reaction is, uh, you know, what is that? I mean, so many parentheses, right? Uh, so weird syntaxes. You know, I don't want this. I won't be able to find anyone. To, and and the, those are those are those are the reactions, right? And that's exactly you know what we. In closure community, we know that, that that this is bad, and we do it ourselves, right? Which is mm. why <laughs> it's 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 a but but I understand. I mean, we're humans, so it's all good. Yeah, right. Um, any other points do you think are worth to address? Any kind of I don't know, maybe tips or anything for someone using Mount or anything like this, or you see some pitfalls that people do when they start to use it? Yes, definitely. So the pitfalls that I see often, especially for people who just starting out, uh, is uh, so are um, do, 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 do. Let, me, let me try to structureize it. It's probably the fact that I was talking about uh, a function that takes an argument. Uh, so once you require something, right, it's, uh, it's very tempting, right, especially if you are new to functional programming, it's very tempting to not uh, have your function take that argument, 
but to just use that uh, database connection within the function, right? So making the function stateful and uh, it, it's the function is, is side effectful regardless, right? But uh, but if you're not taking that, that database connection or that Kafka consumer in, of course it you know it becomes all the all the good closure you know phrases that you used to not not it's hard to reason about you know it's not uh, it's it becomes uh, you know it, it, it now depends on something inside the function so it makes it makes it very stateful and so this is one of the problems that I see people usually uh, have with mount but I would say people usually have it with functional programming to begin with but mount allows them, you know, this is like a gateway drug, right? I don't have to pass the argument to a function. It's so good. It feels so good, right? So it's uh, it's usually like I would I would avoid and uh, avoid this and I would say that uh, and we, we, we talked to several people about it, not, not, not to be, you know, um, not search for, the, for an easy way out, but to kind of stick to uh, uh, functions being be as independent as possible, right? Mm -hmm. And only, you know, concern yourself with the those state stateful things being injected in each other rather than in functions, uh, and everything else should be in, in, you know passed to a function uh, as arguments. Another thing uh, I see that people do um, they um, they forget to include the stop function for components. So mm -hmm. and uh, what that does, uh, you know, it, it doesn't do a needful cleanup, right? So for example, you know, a disconnect. Uh, uh, from connection pool or, um, you know, the, the server is still bound to a port, so you cannot restart your system because you're trying to restart, but you can because it's, the system is still bound to the same port. So it's missing stop function. Another thing uh, that I see people, uh, and I think I would say this is probably the biggest and the most problem problematic thing that people do, and I don't think it's mount specific, but I think in mount it's easier to do. It's people... Uh, create a lot more states that they need. This is definitely a repeating and reoccurring and the worst problem, I think, is that, uh, uh, you know, you, you, know, you, you want uh, to have a map of something, right? So you create a state for it. Mm -hmm. Rather than because it's easier, right? It's easier. It's not simpler as in the color speak, but it's easier, right? Because you can you can reference this map from anywhere. You know, you can uh, you don't have to think about uh, you know the the structure twice because you know that's exactly this this is exactly the structure you can look in one place so you, you create the state and then you refer from it in the and map is not the only uh, you know map would not be the only case but people create a lot of different states for things that they don't need and uh, that uh, so so some applications that I had to look at were had like you know 40 states or something or well, let's say mm -hmm. i cannot say 42 because 42 is right so they had 40 that had 40 states where uh, as we looked as we looked at the application we were able to kind of bring it down to five right and the, it's not the only case this is probably the the the, uh, the more fun case that i remember but definitely like the first thing that i i try to do when i look at issues and uh, people just say that to, you know, to check out my you know application something is off or i don't know how to how to do x the first thing I try to do is to to minimize number of stateful components, but not to minimize number of stateful components, but to minimize number of what people think stateful components should be. Which in most cases, you know, at least half of them should not be stateful. It just uh, you mm -hmm. know, it's a map. Just pass it from function to function. You know, just store it in the database if you need it. To store it in cache somewhere. You know, there are other places to store data rather than 
in your namespace. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so any other tips towards using mount or? Uh, so the, the, I don't know. I mean, uh, just be, be pragmatic. I mean, if you if you don't need mount because you're creating, you know, a function that adds to numbers, then don't use it. I mean, it's 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 really. Uh, I, I think that there is a tendency of trying to use something because other people use it, or trying mm-hmm. to not use something because other people told you not to. Right. So uh, my my tip would be be pragmatic and. Uh, you know, learn and uh, get to the point when you can think for yourself. Obviously, a person who is new to closure and uh, to, or to functional programming or to mount, I mean, they need to first see what people say or what documentation says or what what is the best approach. Uh, so w- w- the, the, this road definitely needs to be walked. Uh, but uh, try to get to the point where you can actually think for yourself. Uh, I guess it doesn't really apply to mount specifically, but uh, to everything else too. And if someone would have any questions or any more questions or issues with mount, what's the best way to reach out? Yeah, so it's actually in, it's in mount readme. You can uh, uh, reach out either to Slack. There's mount Slack uh, on Quadrurians. You can open an issue. I welcome everybody to open a GitHub issue, no matter how small. I unfortunately right now have uh, Quite a few, you know, open source projects as well as uh, not open source and uh, you know uh, work related projects and everything else. So I sometimes I reply in two minutes. Sometimes I it can take ten days, right? So I don't want people to get discouraged that uh, or think that their issues are not important or anything. It just uh, you know for the time constraints, I'm kind of fluctuating between right away from uh, because sometimes people would open an issue and I actually have to kind of. Uh, load that issue in my head and it takes time so uh i look at it once then i look at it tomorrow then i look at it in two days ah got it i see what you mean and then i'll I'll respond that's uh yep cool um anything else you would like to talk about no i mean i would like to thank you that you're you know for for what you're doing because i think this is a you know a really way a really good way to to not only to uh, to let me, you know, say what I want, uh, but also to have, you know, to, to have those connections formed, right? Because people, people are very uh, silent most of the time, right? You have, uh, you have, uh, you know, point zero 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 one percent of people who are yelling all the time. Then you have mm-hmm. uh, as as small of a percentage of people who are just talking, and then everybody else is just watching. And so this so, so this gives a, a an opportunity for you know for more connections. I think uh, you know life is short, so we should connect with uh, with each other and learn new things. And that's absolutely. So I, I appreciate yeah. that you do you do know this is good. I think this is great advice for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for being here and doing this. And um, yeah, um, yeah. Once again, thank you for taking the time, and uh, I will catch you later. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, consider supporting it by rating on the platform you're listening to, sharing with others and supporting directly by buying some video courses and learning Clojure Script and Clojure. You can check out the courses at jacekshe.com. That is J-A-C-K-S-C-H-A-E.com. Thanks.